Likutei Sichais, Parshas Truma, Chelek Tezayin, Sichagimu. We are learning Le'ilunishmas Rav Yosef ben Yomen ben Rav Menashe Kaltman. In this week's Torah portion, we're commanded to build a tabernacle for God. In Posukches, verse 8, in Perak Chofhei, chapter 25, we read, Va'asuli mikdash v'shachanti b'seicham. And they shall make me a sanctuary, and I will dwell in their midst. The Rambam teaches regarding the mitzvah in the beginning of his volume on the laws of building a tabernacle, building a holy dwelling for God, Hilchiz Beis Habechira, mitzvahs aseil aseis bayis lahashem muchan lihiyais makrivim bayikarbonis. It's a positive obligation to build a house for God where offerings can be brought. And to make a pilgrimage to it three times a year. As it says, They shall make me a sanctuary. The tabernacle which Moshe had made in the desert has already been described in Torah. The Rambam continues, that was a temporary one, Shene'emar, Kiloi Bosem Adata, as it says in the Torah portion of Re'eh, for you have not yet reached. Now we see that in the volume of the Rambam on the laws of kings, Hilchis Melochim, the Rambam teaches the idea of a tabernacle being built by Moshe on a temporary basis from a different verse. Sholosh mitzvahs nitztavu Yisrael b'sha'as k'nisasan la'oretz. The Rambam says the nation of Israel was commanded to do three mitzvahs upon their entry into the land, to appoint a king, to destroy the descendants of Amalek, and to build the temple. And the Rambam quotes a different verse from Parshas Re'eh for this mitzvah. It's Posoke, this time in chapter 12, that says, you shall seek his habitation to build a mishkan, and there you shall come. Excuse me. There is a well-known question that asks why the Rambam doesn't quote the same verse that he quotes in the mitzvah recorded in Hilchas Beis HaBechira, the halachas, the laws of building the Beis HaMikdash. A commentary on the Mishnah answers the question saying that in this verse, Va'asu li mikdash, in this week's portion, the instruction is for the desert tabernacle. And the verse in Parshas Re'eh quoted in Hilchais Mulachim, in the Laws of Kings, that says, L'shichnei sidrushu, you shall build the temple on the site Hashem will choose, intends to instruct regarding the tabernacle in Shiloi, as Rashi indeed explains, and the commentary concludes, just as the tabernacle in Shiloi and the desert were a mitzvah, certainly the Beis HaMikdash is a mitzvah. What's difficult to understand, though, is that the Rambam calculates the mitzvah of building a dwelling for God sourced in the words, Va'asuli mikdash v'shachanti b'seicham, from this week's Parsha, as a mitzvah's assay, a positive commandment, as one of the 248 
positive commandments. And the positive commandments are a directive for all generations. But this verse is relevant only to the building of the tabernacle, which is temporary. It's generally difficult to understand how in the laws of Beis HaBechira, which clearly the law is about building a home for God, an essential mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash for generations, that Ambam quotes a verse which commands us to build a Mishkan in the desert, which would be temporary. And in Hilchas Malachim, which is about appointing kings, that Ambam quotes the verse L'shichnei Tidrashu, build him a dwelling where he will show you, which talks of the Mishkan in Shilai, and, as commentaries explain, a base Eilamim, an eternal house for God. It would seem that we could answer this by suggesting that the Rambam doesn't quote the verse, Va'asuli Mikdash, make a tabernacle for me, in Hilchis Beis HaBechira, as representative of a commandment for the Mishkan, for the tabernacle in the desert, but rather because it is the source from where we learn the general mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash, as indeed Midrashic interpretation teaches. But according to this answer, we won't understand why the Rambam quotes a completely different pasuk in Hilchas Malachim in the Laws of Kings when we learn the three mitzvahs we must fulfill upon entering the land of Israel. The third, to build a sanctuary. Where there, the verse is, L'shichnei sidrashu uvasa You shall seek his habitation, and there you will come. Seek out the place where God tells you to build the temple. What's more complicated yet is that in the way that Rambam teaches this idea in Hilchas Malachim, in the Laws of Kings, one can hear that the source of the Rambam's words is Medrash and the Medrash Tanchoma, which actually phrases it this way. Israel was commanded regarding three things that had to be done when entering the land, to appoint a king over themselves, to build themselves a Beis HaBchira, a holy temple, and to eliminate the descendants of Amalek. The source for the mitzvah to appoint a king are the words in Parshas Dvorim, Yudzayin, Soimtasim Alecha Melech, in chapter 17, place upon yourselves a king. The source for the mitzvah of building a holy temple are the words in Parshas Truma, Asuli Mikdash, they shall make for me a sanctuary. To eradicate the descendants of Amalek, it is written, When Hashem grants you safety from all your enemies around you in the land that Hashem is giving you as a portion and an inheritance, Blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Do not forget. So the Medrash teaches these three mitzvahs that must be done, and building a Beis Abchira, a holy temple, is sourced in the Pasuk in Va'asili Mikdash, in this portion, in this Torah portion, in Truma. So why does the Rambam change the verse that the Medrash uses as the source, and that he himself uses in Hilchas Beis Abchira, in the Law's of building the holy temple, and quote a different verse as the source for the mitzvah in Hilchas Malachim. We also want to understand the following, 
There's a specific and definitive verse that tells us to build a base Hamigdash. Unlike Vaasuli Migdash, which is essentially talking about building a Mishkan. That verse is in Parshas Re'eh, in chapter 12, Parakud Bey's verse 11, Pasukid Aleph, which reads, And it will be that the place Hashem will choose on which to establish his name, that you shall serve him. This Pasuk is used in the Talmud and in the commentaries. So why doesn't the Rambam, when he is listing the mitzvahs for generations and the mitzvah of Beis HaBchira, building a holy temple for generations, reference this verse in the beginning of the laws of the holy temple of Hilchas Beis HaBchira. The Kesef Mishnah, authored by Rabbi Yosef Kairoi, the great Sephardic Kabbalist and Halachist, explains it so. The verse, V'hoya ha-mokem Hashem, in that place that God chooses to establish his name, there you will serve him, isn't said as a command or as an instruction, rather it's almost anecdotal. There you will bring sacrifices in that place that God chooses. And the reason the Gemara and the Sifri do bring this verse is to indicate that eradicating Amalek and all the enemies of Israel, which, which precedes the mitzvah of building a base habchira, as we see in the order of the verses in chapter 12, but accordingly, in addition to the fact that the Rambam's principle is to always use the simplest method in explaining an idea, even if when using an idea that isn't in Shas, and here this wouldn't be a smoothly explained explanation at all, the question here would be, why doesn't the Rambam also bring this verse in Hilchas Malachim, the laws of kings, to bring the same proof that eradicating a Molech must precede building the Mikdash? We would also want clarification on the conclusion of the first halacha the first law in Hilchas Beis HaBechira and the laws of building the Holy Temple, where the Rambam writes, Ukvar nisparish b'teira mishkan asher asa meishra beinu, v'hoya lofi sha'a shenemar ki loibosam ad ata ela menucha vi ela nachala. The Mishkan, which Maisha made in the desert, has already been described in Teira, but it was a temporary situation, as it says in the Pasuk, in Dvorim, in chapter 12, for you have not re- yet reached El HaMenucha V'El HaNachala, to Shiloh, meaning to Shiloh, or to Yerushalayim. The Rambam then continues on to Halacha Beis, on to the second law, saying, as soon as the nation entered Eretz Yisrael, they set up a Mishkan in Gilgal for 14 years, while they conquered and settled the land. From there, they came to Shiloh and built a sanctuary of stones, over which they spread the curtains of the Mishkan as it had no ceiling. This sanctuary in Shiloh, the Rambam continues, lasted 369 years and was destroyed when Eli died. So then they went to Neuv and built a Mishkan there. That was destroyed when Shmuel died. So they went to Givain and built a Mishkan there. From Givain they came to Yerushalayim to build the Beis HaMikdash. Neuv and Givain stood for 57 years. Why is the Rambam in a Sefer Halacha, in a book of laws, 
telling us the seeming history of the sanctuaries and where they stood. It's true that the source for the discussion in the Rambam is from Mesecha Zvachim, from the tractate of Zvachim, and in Mishnayis, there are several things that are not halacha. But in the Rambam Sefer Yad, that is not the case. It is a book of only halachic rulings. Moreover, in the Mishnah, when the order of the tabernacles and where they stood is mentioned, these are discussed in connection to the halachis, the laws connected to them. The Mishnah is teaching regarding the bamais, the private altars, and when they were permitted to be used or built, and with which mishkan they were prohibited. The Rambam, however, does not mention this halacha associated with the order of the tabernacle's buildings, and the simple reason is because this is no longer relevant. And the Ram, once the Rambam teaches in halacha gimel, in the third law, that once the Migdash was built in Yerushalayim, it becomes forbidden to build a Mikdash anywhere else or to offer karbonus elsewhere. And so the laws regarding their arrival in Gilgal and the permission to build a Bama or arriving in Shilai and the prohibition of building a Bama has no relevance. So our question, question is greater yet. Re, why does the Rambam mention the history of the tabernacles and details the number of years each one stood, which really just seems like historical facts, and it's not mentioned in the Mishnah, the source of the Rambam. To understand this, we need to first explain why when the Rambam teaches the mitzvah of Minoy Melach, appointing a king in Hilchas Melachim, the Rambam also discusses the mitzvah of building a holy temple, mentioning, in fact, all three mitzvahs that become an obligation upon entering the land. Similarly, in Sefer HaMitzvahs of the Rambam, we find that when he counts the mitzvah of building the holy temple, stating that Hashem commanded to build a house of service, the words, the asuli migdash, make a sanctuary for me, the Rambam, to those words, the Rambam adds, the loshain sifri, shalosh mitzvahs nitzavu yisrael, be'ez knisasen la'aretz, limnais lahem melech, ve'livnais lahem beisa bechira, u'lahachrizare shalamolek. As the Sifri states it, they were commanded with three mitzvahs upon entering the land to appoint a king, to build a holy temple, and to erase the descendants of Amalek. Of course, here too, we don't understand why these other two mitzvahs are mentioned. This is a count of the mitzvahs, and it's a mitzvah say to build a, tabard, a temple. It's mitzvah number 20, which is exclusively the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash. Even this introduction, the words shalosh mitzvahs, three mitzvahs, are superfluous because the Rambam then states all three mitzvahs in detail, making the introductory words, these th the three mitzvahs, unnecessary. As the Gemara says, and we cannot suggest that Rashi answers this question when he says, therefore the Rambam quotes these three, as they're actually dependent upon one another to be fulfilled and performed in order. Appoint a king, then a molek, then a holy sanctuary. Because this would satisfy only the question, why does he quote these three? Not the reason for actually stating the words as an introduction, shalosh mitzvahs, three mitzvahs. 
detailing them would then be sufficient without also introducing them in number. Here is how we can understand this. These three mitzvahs are, as Rashi says, dependent upon one another, which means that though they are three separate mitzvahs, each is also a detail and part of the fulfillment of the other two. The completion of the mitzvah of appointing a king is achieved when the two mitzvahs of eradicating the descendants of Amalek and the building of a holy dwelling for God are finalized, and this is true for the other two as well, so that the ultimate realization of building a holy temple is brought to fruition and is bound up with fulfilling the mitzvah of appointing a king and the war with Amalek. And it's in connection to this that the verses show us that these mitzvahs are intertwined in regards to the order of events. First to appoint a king, then to eradicate the descendants of Amalek, and then to build a holy temple for God. In other words, this isn't just a three mitzvah timeline that should be completed in a certain order, but a detail in appointing a king is that his appointment is complete only with the eradication of a Amalek and with the building of a Beis HaMikdash. And the building of a Beis HaMikdash requires the appointment of a king and eradicating a Amalek, which is why the Rambam in Halacha Beis, in the second law, in the laws of kings, in Hilchas Malachim, quotes the verses, Vayehi ki yashav ha-melech bevesay, v'hoya haniach lo'y misaviv mikol oivav, v'yoymer ha-melech al-nosan ha-novi anoichi yashav bebeis arozim, the Rambam quotes from Shmuel, when the king settled in his house and God allowed him respite from the enemies all around him, and the king said to Nasan Navi, I'm living in a cedar house. David HaMelech had fought the wars and was at rest and said, now that I fulfilled the commandment to eradicate Amalek, I must fulfill the next to build a temple. But the verses particularly emphasize the king, Vayomer HaMelech, Vayoshev HaMelech, the king stat, sat, Hiniachloi, he was given rest, Vayomer HaMelech, the king said. Were this discussion only about the order of the mitzvahs, the Rambam could have quoted the verse in the portion of Dvarim, in chapter 12, Perak Yud Beis, verse 10, Pasuk Yud, Hashem will give you rest from all your enemies, talking to the nation. And verse Yud Aleph 11, And it will be that the place Hashem chooses in which to build a holy temple and bring sacrifices. Verses which don't point to the first mitzvah that is intrinsically bound to the second and the third. Hence, Rashi details three mitzvahs, Sholeisha mitzvahs in Hilchas Malachim, as well as in the count of positive commandments in Sefer mitzvahs, the Rambam details, excuse me, as they are not three, but rather three interdependent and bound to one another. Now we can also understand the continuance of the Halachas as they are written in Hilchas Beis HaBechira, the laws of the Holy Temple, the Rambam begins, It's a positive commandment to make a home for God, ready for sacrificial offerings, as it says, 
and they shall make me a sanctuary. And then continues and says, The tabernacle Moshe built in the desert has already been discussed in Torah, but that was a temporary one, as if to say that the mitzvah of building a temple incorporates the Mishkan that Moshe built in the desert. And since the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash is bound up with the other two mitzvahs, that for the existence of the Beis HaMikdash, there must be first the appointment of a king and rest from fighting the war with Amalek. And then this must have been the case for each one of the holy temples of the Bate Migdash, which means that those three, these three mitzvahs that Israel was commanded to observe upon entering the land, this was a three mitzvah commandment when that took place. But the mitzvah of building a house for God is a single mitzvah for all generations. The commandment of Va'asuli Mikdash incorporating all the edifices which served as a bais Hashem or a bais Hashem, a house for God, the Mishkan in Shiloi, in Noiv, in Gilgal, which means that every temple for God was built after the concepts of a king and a rest from a war with surrounding enemies because they are all interdependent. But because the wholeness of the building of a Beis HaMikdash for generations upon generations is only in the permanent temple, the Mikdash built in Yerushalayim, so too the prior conditions of appointing a king and eradicating the descendants of Amalek find completion only when they precede the building of the permanent home for Hashem in Yerushalayim. For this reason, the Rambam quotes the verse, Va'asuli Mikdash, and then continues immediately saying, the Torah already described the Mishkan that Moshe made, and that one was temporary. This commandment is in effect when Moshe builds a Mishkan, and within it is incorporated all the qualifications required before building a Bayis Hashem. As Moshe Rabbeinu was a Melech, and the Rambam teaches, as the Rambam teaches in Hilchas Beis Abachira, in laws of building the Holy Temple, in Perak Vav in chapter 6, and the Mishkan was built after they rested from the war with Amalek, as we read in the portion of Bishalach that Yahishua weakened Amalek, the verse tells us, with his sword in war. And while this wasn't total eradication, eradication of Amalek, in fact, even when the first base Amigdash was built, Amalek wasn't totally wiped out. But from that time, this command, Va'asuli Migdash, remained standing for all generations. Accordingly, we understand the extension of the Rambam's words, bringing with, excuse me, beginning with mention of the tabernacle Meisha built and its temporary status, and continuing on to when the Mishkan stood, where it stood, in all three locations, for how many years? By which the Rambam is explaining that the commandment of Asuli Migdash for the Mishkan built by Moshe was in fact for generations. The only difference between the Mishkan of Moshe and the Beis Migdash was in the manner of its existence. The tabernacle traveled and rested between journeys, hence the name Mishkan. It was a tent denoting its temporary status. This temporary Bayesla Hashem 
continued even in Eretz Yisrael for 14 years until they had permanence and the land was divided and Yehoshua was the king for that time. And from there, Umisham Ba'ula Shiloh, they came to Shiloh, where there was more permanence, and the Mishkan was built of stone, no longer a tent, and it stood for 362 years, and yet it was still permanent as it had no roof. And then after Eli passed and the Mishkan in Shiloh was destroyed, they came to Neuv and built a Mikdash there, And when Shmuel died, it was destroyed and they came to Givain. And the number of days of the Mikdash in Noiv and Givain was 57 years. The tabernacle is referred to as a Mikdash, even though the temple in Noiv, temples in Noiv and Givain did not have the Oren present, and many refer to them as a Bama a big personal altar. But the fact is that the mitzvah of building a mikdash existed then too, and only because there was no true menucha, no true rest from war, the temples of Neiv and Givain were impermanent and not a base elamim. But from Givain they came and built a base elamim, an eternal home for God. Then finally the concept of a king was complete with the rulership of David and Shlomo, And there was true menucha from the wars with Amalek. According to this, we understand why the Rambam begins Hilchas Malachim talking about all Gimel mitzvahs and why he quotes the verse, L'shichnei tidrushu uvas Hashama. Hashem will tell you where to build a bayis Hashem, and there you will come. And not the verse, Va'asuli Migdash, and make for me a tabernacle, and makes no mention of a base elamim, because the Rambam is talking about an epoch of arriving in Eretz Yisrael after conquering and dividing the land, and the three mitzvahs will have been fulfilled, interconnected as they are, even when they cannot be fully achieved until the building of the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. Then, too, there was some permanence of a bias, no longer an oil, It was as it was after the 14 years of dividing the land under the leadership of Yehoshua, who had indeed been appointed as a king by Moshe Rabbeinu and his Beistin, just as appointing a king must be done, through a court of 70 elders and through the prophet, which is different, by the way, to the Mishkan in the desert in its impermanence and in the fact that they were being pursued and not at peace, and the sovereignty of Moshe, which was not by appointment of a prophet or based in, but rather by Hashem. And accordingly, we can answer the halachic challenge that arises in what is taught in the Rambam in Hilchas Beis HaBechira, the laws of the Holy Temple. The Rambam teaches the halacha that v'asur adam she'yaase ba'is tavnis hecha, A person may not build a house according to the design of the temple, a porch with the design of the entrance hall of the temple, or a courtyard resembling the temple courtyard. If all the edifices built are indeed in the category of Mikdash and have laws in accordance with the Mikdash, and in each the mitzvah of the Asuli Mikdash was fulfilled to the extent that 
Though the Mikdash in actual dimension in measure and measurement was different to those of the Mishkan, yet the essential and main issues were the same, like the Mishkan. As the Rambam writes, another wall must be built around the Heichal, away from the building itself, like the curtains around the courtyard of the tabernacle in the desert. So the prohibition then of designing a home like the design of the Mikdash is also a prohibition of modeling a home on the Mishkan, of Mishkan Shilai and of Neiv and Givain. The imminent lesson here regarding the three mitzvahs, both their content and their order, is explained in Chassidus as follows. Appointing a king is, at the, ex- is the experience of Yura, of fear. A king is one who fears God ultimately who is nullified to God. And via the king, this fear and nullification is transferred to and drawn into the nation. Once the level of Yura is reached, the Yura being the experience of Iskafia, subjugation before the king, there must be the experience of erasing a Molek, cleaning out the evil through the experience of Eshapcha, transformation, then one must reach Yira Ilaa, higher fear, which one can reach through the Mikdash, as the Torah teaches in the portion of Kedoshim, revere my temple, the Mikdash, or fear my temple. The Mikdash is a conduit of Yira, which comes from the aspect of Chachma, wisdom, represented by Torah. This is true for each generation, even in the time of exile, when the Beis HaMikdash is in a state of destruction, when, as it says in the tractate of Brachas, said in the name of Ula, that Hashem, all that Hashem has in this world is only the four cubits of Halacha, where one prays and studies, which of course helps us understand the unique connection of Moshe Rabbeinu to the command to build the Beis HaMikdash, and the reference to the commandment to Moshe for the first Mikdash, the Mishkan in the desert. Because this process of Das, unification with the divine, which brings a Jew to Yura, to awe, fear of God, is through Moshe. In the Gemara and Brachas, the verse, and now Israel, what does God ask of you but to fear him, is explained with first a question, is fear of heaven then just a small thing that it's presented as though it's not a significant request? And answered, indeed for Moshe, it is a small thing. And therefore the journey of the beginning of sovereignty over B'nai Yisrael, the experience of Yeratata, lower fear, to the experience of building the Mishkan, the process of a higher fear, Yura Ilah, following it, had to come through Moshe. For when fear of God, for whom fear of God is a small thing. Moreover, the idea of a Mishkan, a tabernacle, or sanctuary, and a Mikdash, a holy abode for God, is, as our sages say, within each and every Jew, build a sanctuary within him, it says in the verse, not among them. Every Jew can and must be a self-standing Mishkan and Mikdash, and the power to be this person comes from the level of Moshe that exists in every Jew. So that indeed, as the Alter Rebbe teaches, fear of God, that God asks of us, 
is indeed for the Jew a minor matter. On the other hand, the completion and fulfillment of building the Mishkan happens only in a Beisei Lamim, in an eternal house of God, because sovereignty can find completion only through David HaMelech. When we have the complete revelation of this sovereignty, when Ya'amid Melech mi Beis David, Hoige Batayra, Ve'isek B'mitzvays, Ke David Aviv, Ve'yikayv Kol Yisrael Leilechba, Ulechazek Bitka, Ve'yolchay Melchemes Hashem, Ubeina Hamik, when a king will arise from the Davidic house, versed in Torah and engaged in the mitzvahs, as did David his forefather, in accordance with both written and oral law, and enjoins all of Israel to follow in its ways and encourages them to repair its breaches, and he fights the wars of God and builds the mikdash in its proper place. All three mitzvahs will then be fulfilled in completion, the appointing of a king, erasing the descendants of a Amalek, the revelation of the sovereignty in God and the completion of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, the eternal Beis HaMikdash, Mikdash Adna the Mikdash which your hands founded. May it be speedily in our days, Bekarev Mamash.